I would kind of like that. Can you do that? No, 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 no. I hate this idea. <laughs> That's just not good. Anyway. Which made my little keeper heart skip like three beats. Oh, no. Mayonnaise, a little dash of pickle juice. I think I have to hold in my lunch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Please start the show. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. Our homebrew actual play Call of Cthulhu show. Before we get started tonight, if you would like to support the show, there's two ways you can do so. If you would like to play our module based on season one, head over to Drive Through RPG and look for The Snake's Oil, written by our very own Keeper, featuring characters, both NPCs and player characters, from season one of this very show. And if you like what we're doing here and you would like to support us, please head over to patreon.com slash under the library. With that, let's get going. We are two players short tonight. Both Chris and Scott are off this week. They will hopefully be back next week. My name's Arthur. I'm playing Franny. I'm joined by Emily as Joe, Rick as Bello, Wayne as Rutherford, and as always, our incredible keeper, that guy's Michael. He's right over there. Michael, the show's yours. Hey, welcome to season two of Under the Library. We are in Los Alamos right now, and uh, Under the Library is set in the larger Call of Cthulhu universe. It is a tabletop role-playing game. It features mature themes played by very immature people. So if you've ever contemplated asking the butcher if coleslaw makes them horny, you're probably in the right spot. And with that, I'll turn it over to Emily with last week's recap. Sure, sure. Okay. We began last week with an ear reattachment surgery. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was gross. <laughs> <clears throat> Scott's not here, so I guess I don't have to give all the gory details. But uh, Yeah, there's nobody to make squirm. <laughs> yeah, it's less entertaining. But Boone took Bello into the kitchen to work on his ear with a hooked upholstery needle. And he essentially made a tortellini, which I remember because then I ate some during the break. <laughs> Super weird, dude. <clears throat> uh, Boone worked on Bello's arm next and reinforced his thrice broken arm with metal spits. I wrote mm -hmm. and wraps it well. At the same time, Joe and Cully go to Richard and find that he's sitting. He's sitting up and seems totally lucid. And his accent has returned. Yes. He makes some excuses about his previous night, saying he was oh with my college goodness, I was buddies. At the bar, college parties. Yes. Yeah. Totally bought that story. Mm -hmm. The redness in his eye is gone. He gives nothing away, even under questioning from Franny and Rutherford. I just uh, ran into the microphone if you heard a loud boom. Sorry. I did not. Did not okay. hear that. Okay. No. No, but thank you yeah. for filling me in. I'm going to stop interrupting you now. Okay. I'm going to continue with the recap now. Okay. I'll let you. Okay. Franny even went back and used a phone in the bedroom to call the bar that Richard claimed to be at. The bartender seems to remember Richard and his friends, but Franny has some doubts. And 
Rutherford tries to trick him by asking questions with false or false information. And they really, really tried to trip Richard up. Richard leaves the study and sees his mess of a house and bloody kitchen. He is shocked, but maybe not as shocked as you would expect someone to be in this situation. Bella wakes in incredible pain. Uh, Joe questions Richard about Hans Becker. Boone realizes that we left the scene of a major crime in a very conspicuous vehicle, (laughs) drives the chicken mobile to the Straits, and lights it on fire, though he did save Bellow's mom's cookbook and his dad's splintered bat. Bellow has been morphined, I should have mentioned. Um, Joe has a nervous tick after her conversation with Richard. Rutherford makes a Valium-laced drink for Richard. Uh, Joe, and... you're getting off easy there. What was that nervous tick? Um, my thumb hurts. Well, no, the nervous tick is just my regular nervous tick oh, that I, I do okay. with my fingers when I get nervous. But I notice my thumb hurts and I don't know why. Is that what you meant? Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, Franny takes Joe aside to discuss the tension between them and they look for ways to move past it. They agree that they both want to go to Abiquiu as a next step. Bello and Richard talk about the fire at the facility and Bello sees visions of Paula as he talks. He hopes no one was hurt because it's one less belly to fill with his chicken. <laughs> uh, Richard succumbs to the Valium and steadies himself as he walks as Rutherford puts him to bed, he asks him, who pushed you in the car? Valium and alcohol, correct? Valium mm-hmm. in alcohol, yeah. yes. Yeah. Valium in a Combo. mixed drink. And as Rutherford asked this question, he made a roll, a luck roll, that was not a 67, but instead a 97. Oh. And that's where we ended. Yeah. All right. So there was a cliffhanger that we thought. And then right after the episode ended, this is all legitimate, right? Uh, Wayne's looking at his dice and he says, oh, crap. It was 67. It was a 97, which made my little keeper heart skip like three beats because I just got so excited. So it became kind of an extra little cliffhanger uh, for us. So... I think we should go back to this moment where you, and I'm really sad Scott's not here for this because it would mm. just make this episode so much better. I just want to say that. Oh, it's going to be bad. Oh, no. All right. So I think we should <laughs> we should go back to this moment where you've put Richard in bed, mm-hmm. right? And uh, describe your, are you standing above him? Are you kneeling next to the bed? Where, where are you? Um, I envision his bed. Um, is sitting there, but at this point we were sitting there a lot, so there would be like a little wooden chair, like a desk chair or something there sitting there. So I would sit down yeah. in the wood desk chair, sit down where Cully was, right? Cully had been exactly. there, kind That's of what like, I was thinking. yeah, taking so. copious kind of mm-hmm. okay, checking in on him. All right, and so what do you what do you ask Richard? 
oh my God, where was my train of thought that night? That's where I'm thinking. What was my... Uh, Emily, what did I you mean, ask? I mean, I wrote down that you asked who uh, pushed you into the car. That's right. Yes, I was going to... That's exactly it. Because I was thinking the artist that we, we had... <laughs> Uh, Rutherford, Rutherford had sh- shown the artist uh, renderings to R- Richard. That's and right. Then, yes. Uh, so that was that was uh, at the forefront of his, of his his addled mind, perhaps. And so, hopefully, with that seed inside, Rutherford was thinking, perhaps if I cajole him with, with a, a a question, a pointed question, perhaps it will come out of the, the guarded mind or whatever this person these these drugs have done to him to make him so so tight on answering things it certainly wasn't for for friends that met him last night so i asked him richard who who pushed you who pushed you into the car that night that you you were taken away 97 uh and and i need to know rutherford do you wear glasses Rutherford does not wear glasses. He actually has pretty darn good eyesight. Okay. Uh, no, no, no glasses. Perhaps he, he should at this moment have glasses when the fluid explosion happens. Oh, boy. All right. So in- safety goggles at all times. <laughs> so, so you ask Richard this, and he's he's looking at you. And if you remember earlier in the last episode, there were several times right where Richard winced and kind of grabbed onto things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's looking, he's looking at you. He's trying to kind of form the words and, and you hear him and, and he, he, he says, brother, uh, Rutherford. And as he does, you see his eyes start to bulge a little bit. Oh um, almost like it's, it's curious to you and, and they start to get wider and the veins stand out on his forehead and he he almost seems like in intense straining in order to say the brother 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 and and his eyes pop out right in front of you like um, oh! the belly they they you see them and and there's this kind of gurgling and coughing sound right before his head just splits and you don't see it. You, you're covered. You don't see anything. Um, could, we have a, a sound, could we have a sound effect? Uh, I don't have a sound effect for that, but I think the closest one I have is. <laughs> Joe. Uh, Joe and <sighs> Franny from the other room, you would hear a yeah. That's you would effect. you would probably hear like a pop or a crack. I, I think a crack would make sense, and maybe a little splattering sound like you like know, if dropping you... a watermelon. Ah, that's Ugh. a good one. You used yeah. that in the last campaign. Oh yeah, They're or more like two overripe like pears or like overripe plums, right? Yeah, two. Too, right? Oh, the eyes, too, right? Yeah, yeah, the the jello mold hitting the floor and splattering any of that. But um, anyway, uh, uh, Rutherford, you got to make a you got to make a sand roll, buddy. You got it. Here we go. Actually, my character is pretty darn sane. Uh, 
Yes, and I'm looking at my correct number here. This time it's a 60. Yeah, he gets Okay. It. All right, so you're only going to lose three points then. Uh, you got to lose something. Um, but Rutherford, your eyes are stinging. You're burning. I mean, you're like, you can start to taste the iron on your lips uh, from the... Oh from the blood dripping down onto your face. Um, you're, you're having kind of a nauseous feeling in your stomach. You're able to resist it, but like you, you uh, the sudden kind of onset of realizing that you're covered in some sort of kind of visceral matter. You're not sure what it is because your eyes just sting so much at this moment. And, and you can't see that they're burning and you, you taste the iron in your mouth. And, Rutherford, uh, uh, I was gonna say, but this fall under the realm of Pal. Could he make a roll to see if he uh, keeps it together? Because is that what Pal does? You could do Constitution. Pal's more like your mental fortitude. Oh, like that, if you were, to... I was thinking it would be fortitude. Yeah, for this like keeping your mind together in a situation like this. Because his science mind's kicking it, and he's starting to already think like, why is this happening? How could this happen? Because he always is seeking an explanation to like he's. At that extreme sure. end of the make a spectrum. make a pal roll. Okay, and I'm just kind of curious where he'd be on that realm. And uh, he gets a just a regular success. Okay, uh, so he's able to hold it together, but it, it's obviously starting to impact him. Everything that's going on, so he can't um, really read stuff. Okay, he's yeah. like, and he says, and he he would he make a, a few. He'd make a few uh, exclamations at this point, and, and he's a good, good, he he he's more of a he doesn't really use foul language, so he's more of a a, a good, good 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 gravy. Good lord, what's happening here? As the eyes pop out and such like that, so that's more of his verbiage that he would use. Oh, okay. Rutherford, good so, gravy. So y'all yeah, would that was, y'all would that was quite a choice of words. I used them when my wife gravy. just mentioned the other day. Yeah. Why do you say good gravy all the time? I said I don't know. My mom did. uh so y'all hear y'all hear rutherford exclaiming right after the broken watermelon sound yeah i think i I would have to run run in in to the room immediately rutherford would be standing at this point so he'd be standing i would have to say he'd be standing holding his hands out you know where you kind of like if you just spilt your chocolate milkshake all over yourself and you're looking (laughs) down and you have your hands out like that you know next to you and that's how he'd be standing looking down going saying good gravy richard richard what happened it makes no sense okay so as y'all walk in what you walk into is um uh, there's there's a neck right with some flaps of skin hanging over the shoulders um sitting in the bed um there's an there's a a rorsch blot of brain matter on the back wall and um, and you see Rutherford standing there holding his hands out in front of him and he's covered in brain and blood dripping down his face. Um, Joe, this is going to be quite triggering for your character. So you got to make a roll. And uh, Franny, I, I think that's, that's your two best friends. So I think you got to make a roll too. Mm-hmm. We'll that see how uh, how y'all do on that. I rolled an eight. All right, so you only take three points of damage on that one, Joe. Of sanity. Yeah. Yeah, I rolled a thirteen. 
Yeah. Wow. So three points for you. Uh, yep. Bella, what are you doing? Well, I would have hopped myself in there when I saw this catastrophe. Wait, I would have went. You, isn't he morphined? No, no, I was, no, 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 I was we, just we brought with him, We brought him back, too, at the end of oh, the last good. episode. Okay. Had a whole conversation. I was conversing with this headless man. And in fact, as I walk into the room, I go, hola, goita, what a grave condition. That is a little bit of a medical reference for folks who know of exophthalmos, uh, eye bulging. Uh, so look at this uh, terrible condition. Oh, my Lord. This is just horrific. Uh, what happened here, Rutherford? And, and, and I look and does the face, did the face rip like like hot dog or hamburger or did it come off like a like a pancake onto rutherford's face or on his body or on the ground no like it, it basically think of it it split and cracked hot and, dog style yeah hot dog style right on and, yeah so uh, so that that flesh holding over the shoulders was kind of the the sides of the the head or yeah the face falling over and flapping open Right, right. So this would look like a, uh, uh, so there's just like almost like a chicken neck or turkey neck uh, flopping there is a residual. Is that right? Yeah, they're probably, I mean, depending, by the time y'all got there, I'm assuming the little like arterial fountains probably would have stopped. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So you guys would have heard a, as a, as a little bit of steam comes out the side of my ear and uh, I look at this and I'm just flustered. And uh, and uh, I think I have to hold in my lunch. Uh, that morphine's getting me a little nauseous, and let's just put it all over the top. Okay. Uh, wow, I got a six, so uh, I guess I hold my lunch. Wow. Yep. And I should have said when Joe came in and saw this, she probably would have been so struck with um, memories and flashbacks and horror yeah. that she would hide. Okay. Can she the- fit under the bed? Oh God. Uh yeah, sure. She's gonna slither under the bed. Okay. Kind of a kind of a brass bed. Uh-huh. So plenty of height off the floor. Um, and as you get under there, uh R- Richard was quite meticulous. So it's um oddly clean under the bed. Um but uh not that you're probably noticing that much. Um probably but- not. Is yeah, the pool of blood like slowly inching towards her under the bed? No, no, because no, it's it's actually soaking down through the mattress. So if she's down there long enough, it'll start it's to drip gonna through. Drip off. Don't tell her that. Don't yeah. tell her that. No, ruin no, it. no. <laughs> so uh, Rutherford, since he he did make his power roll, just a regular was holding together his um his scientific aspect of his brain kicks in and also he is his mild first aid aspect he's he does, he's not going to be saving anyone but he quick, <laughs> put he, some he, pressure he, on it quick <laughs> he puts some pressure on it puts those <laughs> eyeballs back in no and he leans down and he he looks where the head split open because it makes no sense you know for pressure like that to happen and and he's talking out loud as that as this says that's what Rutherford does he's thinking I said it makes no sense for that this to happen and your eyes are burning the whole time, Rutherford. Don't don't underestimate how. Oh, I forgot about is. that. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So actually, so change that. Then he, he yeah, he wouldn't do that. So um, he would then um, make his way to make his way to the uh, lavatory to to wash his eyes out. Uh, okay, so he's kind of he's kind of stumbling through Franny and Bello. Joe, you're under it, the bed, right? Uh, you kind of get Franny would bloody... kind of get in his way. Um, as he's trying to come through, he said, Rutherford, what happened here? Is that Richard? 
And he goes, I'll tell you, I'll tell you in a second. My, my eyes are, are burning terribly. I, I, I guide me to the, 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 ba- the ba- bathroom. I, it, she's going to get out of the, the way shower. and go toward Richard. Okay. And, uh, uh, Rutherford, you're kind of acutely aware as you're walking across the floor of, uh, what, what feel like rocks under your shoes, like kind of moving through and, uh, you're you're able to piece together in the moment, right? That they're probably fragments of skull that are on the floor. Ah, gotcha. That's a, like almost a little crunchy. All right, and so that that would um, once again, I would uh, he would try to be holding it together, uh, in this moment. But he once again with his egg fed thing, he gets very tunnel vision instantly, and his uh, first thing would be to do wash his eyes out and then he wants to get back to the scene to see what caused this so he gets very much methodical in that nature and you can just imagine kind of as you're washing off your face right the sink filling uh the 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 drain like little pieces of the actually he just goes right into if there's a shower right in shower and just turns it on sort of like you do in a you know one of the if there was a room and just lets it go all over him to wash him down okay perfect all right and then uh franny what are you doing in the room um, definitely very much investigating. Um, uh, is there a, does there appear to be a, a conservation of mass, um, in terms of, um, what is in the detritus of Richard? Like, is there, does it appear to be the same amount spread around the room that used to be above his shoulders? Oh. Mm. <laughs> um, as in like, I guess the, clarify what you're asking. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm asking: Is the, does there appear to be the same amount of material <laughs> that would have been in his head now spread around the room, or does it appear like it was somehow hollowed, or something was missing, or you know, it, oh, is no, this very actually much. what it looks like? Yeah, there's brain matter everywhere. It's certainly like the the eruption of course came from like the top part so like Mm -hmm. i I should say you know he's not like kind of severed at the neck right like there's um most of uh kind of from the nose back towards the bottom of the neck is left Um, so so the mandible is left like the jaw is just hanging yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i like it it's good yep uh uh, which kind of leaves so so like the palate up yeah the tongue's like kind of flapping yeah. out there and, okay uh, yep. is is there sign of a, an actual explosion like are, are there any burns oh um uh make a let's give me you can either do medical or spot hidden on this but like let's see how how far we kind of figure out what's going on here medical or spot hidden. okay and uh, yeah, you know, just as you set the scene, I can see you examining it. So let's see how far this examination goes. It's a regular success. Okay. And and what you're looking at, right, there's no signs of any kind of burn. There was no, is, from what you're assessing, I mean, there was no kind of like um, ordinance inside of the head, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, this, wow. this, looks, this looks to be uh, all organic matter spread across the room. Is there any matter that appears to be not human? There, um, there's veiny structures 
um, in some of the brain matter that uh, appear to be that they're not they're not blood veins, right? They appear to be stronger threads that um, seem a little out of place. Hmm. Mm, who has mythos? <laughs> um, uh, do me not. Joe does. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I definitely want to examine that and see if I can sort of piece together any of the foreign material. Not like actually grabbing and piecing together, but like just looking if I can find any patterns or uh, you know any. And, and actually, at some point, I might actually go and try and find like tweezers or tongs or something and, and try to actually physically piece together some of the non you know the material that doesn't appear to. To belong inside somebody's head for any can you just tell me what kind of shoes you're wearing what kind of shoes i'm wearing they would be very practical okay um almost like nurse's shoes okay uh, because right. she spends a lot of time on her feet in the lab um, and i would imagine there's not a lot of selection um yeah. for women in the 40s that, that are comfortable and practical so so just joe from your perspective right as you look out under this bed you're seeing uh, Franny's shoes um, carefully trying to kind of like navigate some of these piles on the floor unlike Rutherford who just kind of blindly walked through uh, Franny's not being careful not to step on anything um, and then you're just kind of watching her kind of move around the room and then pause at certain um, points and she's definitely kind of taking stuff in and examining it um, certainly would make sense that you know you would grab some tweezers or something to take some samples mm -hmm. um rutherford not to i can't underscore don't want to underscore maybe i do want to underscore maybe i'll just skip that word because i'm not using it correctly i just want to highlight the fact that your eyes are in excruciating pain you're able to see mm -hmm. but they burn tremendously gotcha uh, 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 he would look then through the, the medicine cabinet for, um, Richard kept all types of things looking for, uh, eye drops. Okay. And something like uh, that. Sure. Make a luck right. roll on the eye oh, drops. He's also a chemist. So, he, you know, he would be in labs that, you know, where you'd have things like that. So he can probably concoct something. So a luck roll. What are you going to use? Like vinegar and baking soda? <laughs> Let's just make this here. Let's make a little yeah. volcanic wash for my eyes. Yeah. He's a pretty good chemist. Sure. So let's go. Mayonnaise, a little dash of pickle juice. And so what am I rolling? Uh, luck. Oh, luck. Straight luck. Yeah. I rolled 100. Are you kidding me? I rolled all zeros. <laughs> wow, you are making Michael's day. Oh my god. god. Can, can you critically you fail a luck roll? Is that a th that's a thing? Cool. God. Yeah, he's extremely you, unlucky. Yeah, well, I know the uh, the luck's <laughs> really either make it or you don't, but it's more fun when you roll. Yeah, I think so. Wait, we Nobody can waste a hundred, right? You can't waste a good one hundred. That's a hundred. I was like, oh, look, I got a nice. Uh, those are all zeros. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so as you're as you're opening the as you're opening the medicine cabinet, um, the uh, you, you 
feel this sudden itch on your eye and you instinctively kind of give it one of these rubs. Um, As you do, uh, there was a bone fragment that had settled kind of right on your (gasps) eyelid. And, And as you do, that bone fragment completely scratches across the cornea i mean it it kind of gouges in there and more of that viscera um leaks in it's excruciating and you actually fall to your knees and you just kind of hold your hand over your face um Um, uh, i need a i need a sound effect art i think you know the one Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, no. and y'all hear this, right? You hear Rutherford oh. screaming. Wait, in, what's that scream again? <laughs> and, and writhing in pain on the floor. Um, it, it's right. And so as he as you do, Rutherford, though, um, something else happens. And uh, give me a give me a D6. Oh, good. Okay. I can tell you from gonna, personal experience gonna... that a scratched cornea and a chemical burn uh, together are extremely painful. Yeah. So why don't you take uh, five points off your sand? We're gonna, Sanity. we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna whittle that down for you. Don't you worry. I know you said it was pretty high, but we're gonna quickly <laughs> start taking care of that. Yeah, I thought that was a mistake when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's getting a little smaller. Uh, So as you're laying there writhing on the floor, holding your eye, uh, you have this vision of um, being inside of a room and in front of you, you can see a door like like you would think it kind of an institutional facility. Um, So solid wall door, really tiny window and uh, there's a set of eyes in the window peering at you. And as they peer at you, um, you you scoot across the floor back away from the window and then it switches. And all of a sudden you're um, you're laying up and you're you can see a really bright light above you and somebody moving towards your face with a scalpel and they're making an incision right down the front of your face. And then it switches immediately, and you're sitting at a table um, having uh, tea with somebody. And it's a very calm moment of, of sitting there having tea, and then, um, and then uh, you, you snap back and realize you're on the floor again in the bathroom. Wow. And Richard, uh, I was gonna say, huh? Actually, he would he would uh, probably be exclaiming, you know, that Richard. He was up. He's like, Richard, what happened? Because he's a little disoriented. Richard, what happened? You know, because he's the whole head exploding thing. He's putting it. He's feeling his face covered, so he's getting a little confused. Whose head exploded at this point? Because there's so much pain. So he's he would he would be pretty disoriented on the floor trying trying to um, gather his his uh, senses because I was gonna say when he when he's knocked off from trying to learn something yeah he, he can get a little a little lost okay I think Franny would probably run in when she hears him yell uh, and uh, you know go up to him and say uh, 
Rutherford, what, what's going on? Are you okay? What happened? And, and, uh, wait, can just to set the scene because yeah. I think Joe's perspective is really nice from under the bed, right? You hear Rutherford screaming, oh. and then you see you see Franny's feet run out of the room, right? That's where that's where you're at, Joe. So and, now the only thing in the room is Joe under the bed and the corpse on top, and, and Bellow's feet. Oh, Bellow, Bellow, how's Bellow? Oh, chicken, chicken feet. Yeah, I don't know what... I'm wearing I'm wearing white like white uh, dress shoes that are now terribly not white. In fact, they're quite dirty and covered in blood. And I'll take a couple steps forward, uh, not exactly cautiously. <laughs> okay. Was, was that, was that in game crunch? Oh, that was the oh, sound. I'm of with the... you. I was making my I'm my own foley artist as well as voice actor. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, uh, and then um, I'll, I'll I'll reach my hand down, my single hand under the bed, and I'll say, Joe, Joe, it's going to be okay, but uh, we should get you out of here. It is quite a mess, and uh, not 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 somewhere you want to dwell. Whatever killed him could kill me. I can't. I'm going to stay. You want to be just fine, Joe. Uh, you got old Bella Poulet here, and you can see I can take a beating. Uh, oh. Yeah, but he's he's probably not reaching down with his Frankenstein's together arm, by the way, right? Like, no, like I said, by one good arm, okay. my other arm is all all nimbly bimbly bundled up. Remember, um, you always have to cock your head one way to hear because that other ear, the tortellini ear, I don't think it's doing so good, right? Whoop, whoop. Oh, um, I forgot. I forgot. He's a sight for. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, he's a sight for uh, a traumatized teenager. <laughs> you should hide you should really hide we, we can hide together joe but under the bed in this room uh amongst this uh uh, uh cacophony of body parts is not one uh, uh for uh. us to find solace uh we should uh, uh make our way out uh post haste i should find Kali. yeah it's really too bad we can go that. find Kali. we'll get Kali out yep okay Okay, so Joe's uh, gonna go ahead. Just close your eyes. Close, close your eyes, Joe. Close your eyes. I'll, I'll navigate you out. Okay. And, 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 and while that's happening, Franny's taking care of Rutherford. Uh, Rutherford, what's happened? And, and Are said, you okay? My, and he just starts me. My eyes, they're, they're burning. And then uh, I said, and some something is has torn torn into my torn into my right eye and uh, holds up his hands and uh let, let me see let me see and I, I'll, I'll actually go and, and look and see if i can see anything so he's sitting on the floor and leaning against the toilet and uh, he'll cock his head up into the air and try you know, that thing where you're kind of half wincing and your mm -hmm. eyes trying to open and trying to do that and i said uh, I, I think something got in there so what, yeah, what do i see Franny, can you make a first aid roll or what do you got? You got some first aid? I don't think so. Mm -mm. We'll see. All right, we'll give you a spot uh, hidden then. It's not it's not that okay. challenging, right? If you roll a hundred, you could shove it further into his eye though. That'd be fun. <laughs> I did roll a ninety, but not not a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just okay. in the incompetent realm. Um yeah. so, well, I mean so you know, can... it, to be to be honest, it, it, when I had my cornea scratch, it like it was a thing to get my eye open. Like it just did not want to open. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and he's he's wincing really, really hard um, or squinting. And uh, you, you, that that's yeah, you're not able you're trying really hard to push it open. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously in in excruciating pain. Uh, Does it look like there's, uh, you know, like that blood is still around his eyes? Like, would it make sense to me to, to try to clean the area more? Well, he's soaking wet. Right. Yep. And there's there's kind of patches um, where he was in the shower and he just quickly rinsed off. Right. Mm-hmm. In his uh, his desire to probably get back and see Richard. And so it, he's just kind of got that, you know, like uh, really thinned out blood kind of all over him from from the quick shower. All right. Well, yes. I'll try to clean him off some more, paying close attention to try and, you know, in case there's stuff in his eyes, try to like you know, rinse water through as I'm, as I'm trying to clean him up. Okay. So, so Rutherford, you're kind of like half waterboarded in the shower as, as Franny's trying to like, you know, uh, just get you cleaned up. And, and, uh, and Rutherford, he's, he's appreciative. He's a Franny. At first he didn't know who it was because he couldn't see. And he said, he's, and, thank you. Thank you. And, and, uh, and, but he's also concerned that you, you saw, cause he didn't see people really rush in. It just all happened, and he was so. You you saw what what happened to to, to Richard. I did not see what happened. I, I saw the end of it. What actually happened, Rutherford? And and I and so Richard's a, a, you know a little frantic still, but uh, say at least it's his eyes. His eyes began to bulge out. Some pre- pressure in, inside his head. It was pushing out and ultimately it it's it split and cracked open uh, much like a melon cracking open from inside and, and then everything just spewed out but but, but franny I, I go go back into the room and look look at, at his head carefully and, and even used the magnifying glass that he has on his desk and and even a flashlight look if you could see anything out of the ordinary in there or lying around on, on, on the floor. Yes, I already started doing that, and I did find something out of the ordinary, and I was trying to piece it together when, when you hollered in here. Uh, are you sure you're okay? And I said, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be... And that's where Rutherford kind of stops for a moment, and then this is where he realizes he had this crazy vision. Uh, and, it's, and so he just pauses um, and doesn't say anything, and he says, I, I, I was... And then just says, I, I was having, I was having tea a few moments ago, but I don't understand that. So, well, you, you were having call. drinks a few moments ago with, with uh, Bello and with Richard, not, not tea, that was drinks. And then I says, it, it wasn't here. And then that, No, no just, it, was, it was in the other room. You're right. It was not here in the bathroom. And I said, "Not it. It wasn't in in this." And this is where he he, he seemed reluctant to say, but then uh, Rutherford says, it, "It wasn't in this in this house." And yes, I, it was. It was right in the other room. And I, he says, I, "I'm I'm a I'm a bit confused, but that that m- makes sense from what just happened." And then uh, Rutherford will leave it at that, and what doesn't want to dwell upon it. Are you sure you're okay, Rutherford? And I said, could, could you get me 
could could you get me uh, a, a drink and you know and, and that 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 could help like love there was a lot of lemonade around i remember some some of richard's <laughs> lemonade that 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 would be good something sweet sure sure uh, so i'll go grab my drink and at the same time i'm gonna um find uh the magnifying glass and flashlight uh because i do okay. want to get a closer examination of you know the, what's left of his head okay. now I'll, I'll, after I leave Joe Bonds out, I do want to ask uh, Rutherford, do you have, do you know, is there a magnet in this facility? Uh, I'm too used to uh, metal particles getting into our chicken goods and we have to make sure we screen those. And uh, is there any, uh, uh, let's not ask or dwell on that. That's just a segue to get to this point. Uh, is there a <laughs> magnet or something that we may use in case there was something inserted, a foreign object into uh, poor Richard's head? When I said, uh, and then this is where <laughs> I guess Rutherford's still in the bathroom, so I guess you would have come over there. And Rutherford's just like, uh, look, look around in his desk. Uh, uh, Richard kept m m many things. There's a good chance he has a small magnet that you you would use as a trinket for oddities. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll ask Franny as you're looking around to see if there's a magnet, and I'll uh, continue to consult Joe Bonds and get her over to Coley and say everything's going to be just fine. Everything's going to be just fine. Richard was uh, clearly suffering from some sort of ailment that uh, we uh, have yet to determine, uh, but uh, uh, it makes no meaning that any of us have anything to worry about. So there wasn't something didn't kill him? Well, I think it had something to do with this facility and him being abducted. You see, he was acting quite strange and... Uh, uh, by the sound and look of it, uh, there was something untoward done to him that uh, we need to uh, find out. But this is just uh, cruel and unusual. And while I did not know him more than maybe about two minutes of our former conversation, uh, I'm somehow beholden to this man and his brainy pots. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah. Joe, you would. I'm guessing probably try to keep Cully from going in there at this point. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, good Lord, right? Yeah. You, oh, you my also gosh. want to keep Scott from going in there. <laughs> I, yeah. to say, I know Cully couldn't handle it, and I'm sure Scott couldn't. So. <laughs> uh, but certainly, Bello, you've got a possible fascination with these events, right? Oh, yes, I do. I mean, I'm quite intrigued. I mean, it is horrific, but it is interesting to say the least. Uh, so you want a magnet? I, I'm fine. Like, let's say you find some sort of magnet. What would make sense here? What would uh, what would Richard use a magnet for? You know what? Let's say that he had on his desk. I think it would make sense that Richard had not like a magnet he typically used for something functional but some sort of mm -hmm. uh sculptural object that you know like like a doohickey or those little uh, balls something. that go up. yeah something like that but let's say it's magnetic and he could spin it and uh so you can pull the magnet out of that and and use it okay um, I'll, I'll bring that to uh, to Bello as you know. After I find the three things that I'm looking for, the the um, tweezers. Oh, actually, there's four things: tweezers, um, magnifying glass, flashlight, and magnet. Yeah, and those would all the tweezers would probably be in the bathroom. The magnifying glass and everything else would be in in his study. Like mm -hmm. he would certainly have a Wait, magnifying tweezers, glass. magnifying glass, flashlight, and what? 
uh, magnet. Oh, the bellows magnet. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Franny, as you as you go back into the room, uh, now that everybody's out, it's kind of even more shocking of a scene than than what you saw originally, right? Like it's mm-hmm. the reality of it has all like this was your friend, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just he was there and like he he's gone, mm-hmm. um, but he's everywhere in the room, and so um. Uh, and kind of that that reality as you stand there and take it in with nobody else in there, um, it hits you pretty hard. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, I don't know I, what y'all I, want to do with those objects, so one of y'all just uh, tell me what you want. Well, to I'll do. I'll join Franny and I'll ask Franny to hand over the uh or, or, or pass over the uh the magnet, and I'll join Franny in the uh, search through the uh, gray, white, and red matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna actually go to his head. I'll, I'll of course pass over the the magnet, but I'm gonna go to his head and and really begin examining in there to see if I can find any any signs of anything that that shouldn't be there. Okay. So, uh, let's... so it, I in in my mind, Franny is probably just quietly crying, but has taken and is switched into uh, sort of science mode. Um, you know, like she's back in the lab, she's got a job to do and she's doing her thing, but in the background, her emotions are not taking over, but they're, they're happening and she's trying to sort of keep a wall between those two things. Okay. And so, all right, there's, uh, so basically you have the kind of from the back of the head, you have this bottom concave of the skull and then everything shattered above that and then you know to the upper mandible and so as, as you're looking down into that uh you know give me a i guess give me another spot hidden on that okay. uh, did you did you extreme that one I, I might have let me just make sure oh I was two points from extreme. I'm going to burn two luck to make that an extreme. It's probably, it's probably worth it. Okay. So um, what you immediately notice uh, is where the, um, is where the spine would come up uh, in that general vicinity. Uh, there's this residual matter that seems to be laying on top of what's left of the brain. And it's almost like, just imagine really thin seaweed that uh, if you think of like kind of seaweed floating up from the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. and then take all the water away and that fell down, mm. um, that's that's resting there right about where um, the spine would come up. And um, you you take the tweezers and you pull on it slightly and it extends up. Uh, probably, you know, three or four inches um, from the base of the brain matter, and it's still attached. Um, mm. And there's probably three or four threads of this. Uh, this, uh, you're not a biologist, right? Mm-hmm. You're. you're- uh, I do have some training in biology. Um, I'm, I'm a chemist, um, but I, I do have actually, uh, so chemistry, geology, and biology are my two highest... Right, make a little biology roll then. Okay. Let's see if we can give you even. I, I'll, I'll still give you the extreme, but let's see what. Uh, it's a would make sense and okay. Um, I'm, all right. Did you say ninety six? I did say ninety six. 
Okay. So from a 17 to a 96. So that, that nice biology rule you were giving me to give me a little extra bonus. <laughs> I feel like that shouldn't hurt you somehow, but... Um, Franny, right. Franny agrees so, with that, but do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, as you're... Uh, um, as you're kind of making this examination, uh, you, you're thinking that this doesn't, it's not a vein. It doesn't fit in with any known dissection of what you've been through. And um, this is certainly some sort of anomal an, an anomaly in terms of the anatomy. And um, you you're very curious about you're you're actually you're kind of furthered into this science mode this is no longer richard this is like kind of this corpse mm -hmm. with this uh piece going on mm -hmm. all right well just real quick i'm gonna i'm gonna run and find a pair of scissors and with one of them i'm gonna pull the thing up and snip but i'm gonna leave a little a little bit of it so that if in the future we need to, to grab that piece and follow it we can because I think it's important to to follow where that goes and see what's at the other end of it. But I, at the same time, I want to preserve a piece of it. So I want to find a jar that'll seal really, really well, and okay. put that one piece in it, seal it up, and then you know continue poking around. Then actually, I, I know how we can make you pay for that ninety six. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry to keep doing this to you, Franny. <laughs> Bello, can you ask Franny a really stupid question, and then Franny, you got to snap at Bello. That might be uh, kind of cathartic, though. Interesting. Uh, a stupid question. Uh, let me think here. Or just let something me. that would really get on Franny's nerves. Uh, You're such a horrible person. Franny, Franny, do you think this happened just because he's too smart? He had too many of those neurons building up. They just build up and build up and build up, and they just popped. I mean, that's the problem, see, with all this education and schooling and why you just need to be out in the field with your chickens and your chickens uh have small brains but you know what they don't their heads don't explode this don't happen no chickens. all right bello thank th thank you bello uh, maybe he ate some of your chicken now uh, could you please keep doing your magnet thing i do excuse excuse me excuse and you just hear as he just stands up so ma'am ma you need to uh, get off of the ground right now right now are you happy michael that was, yeah, yeah, y'all made my night. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> that was a good, stupid question, and that was a great snapback. Bill, Bill, ma'am, you besmirched my mother and my family with that ridiculously insensitive comment, and I require, I beseech, <laughs> don't say you satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I demand satisfaction. I demand satisfaction. Uh, uh, I demand restitution uh, for this injustice that you befell on my family Man. and my good, <laughs> the good Polay name. Uh, <laughs> Is the name good? <laughs> I, I would like restitution for the IQ points that I've just lost by listening to you. Now, can we please stop talking and keep investigating? Oh. <laughs> If that's what you call sitting there on your hands and your knees, sifting through brain matter like some sort of uh, 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 foolish hooligan, that's fine. And I'll go through and I'll and I'll start dragging the magnet through brain powder, <laughs> and just like a kid with like a like a little toy on a string, just dragging it through uh, the the brain of the of the bits. 
I'll kind of take it and I'll dip it into that skull cavern base that Franny's working with. <laughs> Bello, you better be careful. Your character may not survive, Franny. Uh, right. <laughs> Bello survived a lot. If I know anything that's going to happen, Franny is going to knock Bello down, uh, stampede over him. He's going to get a morse arm. <laughs> break another arm. Me, and then you're going to knock me out for some reason. And that's that's about how these things go. So. <laughs> But we, we can keep this up. Uh, so I'm just doing my little magnet magnet tricks around. And uh, You don't want to rile up Bellow. You might get punched in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I am a woman. Love Franny's 96s. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Bellow, what are you hoping to accomplish with this magnet? <laughs> If there is an occult piece of metal or if there is uh, something, you know, you know, within the matter that we're not seeing, right, that could have been inserted. I'm looking for a capsule, any, anything, any fragments, uh, something that that presumably they would have told me about this injection mark if there was something that could have been, say, instilled in him. And I'm looking to see if anything sort of attached to the magnet. OK, uh, why don't you uh, make a spot hidden roll, I guess. There's no dragon magnet through rain matter roll. I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Luckily, that's a 91. Uh, oh. A... Oh, what God. is happening? Oh. I thought Ooh. you were going to make like a. It actually, that's Ooh. fine. If you'd rolled a three, I'd have been like, oh, man. All right. Uh, and, and really, as Franny would expect, uh, you're not coming up with anything except a dirty magnet. Mm. I say, I say, well, I don't, and, I don't, and, and you're messing up the, if we want to call it a crime, crime scene. scene. Yep. Yeah. You're messing up the crime scene. Uh, I, I can, I can picture like the floor and then these lines going through it as if someone's been <laughs> finger painting it. <laughs> and, like and, some, like a... and some footprints, right? <laughs> right. Like Bellow's not really already made the crunching sound as he moves through the bone right he's kind of like stepping on the viscera and just leaving footprints all over the room mm-hmm. it's bellows uh zen sand uh garden except it's oh, ex- matter. exactly right. yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty horrible mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty yep. horrible yeah but he is at peace he's at peace right now oh good that's right. So while this is going on inside, um, since Bello left Joe with Cully and Cully is not here, could Joe just walk Cully out to the patio, to the porch, just to get him away? Could we say he submits I, to this? I, I'm thinking Scott would like that a lot. In okay. fact, disclaimer, Scott, you shouldn't listen to this episode. Okay. Um, so you it's probably want to give now. that disclaimer before the episode. <laughs> now you should say and you shouldn't him, have listened to this episode. Let Scott. him wade in knee deep before he finds out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll just take, then, off his, he'd take off his head. Set. Once he's settled out there, I'm just going to slip away. And Joe's worlds are colliding because... Richard is, well, a mess. Oh. Um, yeah, there's a little there's a little nervous tick happening. Richard is dead, and Richard knew Hans, and the memories of my past trauma are flashing in front of me and combining, and I just 
have to pull out the journal and look for clues. Wow. Oh, boy. I just don't know what else to do with my anxiety. Hmm. Oh, man. When that when that um, improv takes a turn and okay, uh, what are you? Really tell good, me exactly yeah. what you're doing with the book. I'm just going to start at the beginning, and I'm just going to look at Hans's writings, the parts in English, the parts that I can read, and just try to understand what could have been going on in his research in his mind that would have contributed to this to this horrible situation that i find myself in now it doesn't now, have to make sense it's all that i have that on me that links these two situations why do why does why does joe think i mean the book obviously came out of hans's library but why does joe think that it's hans's writing well, uh, just because he was using it, it looked like a journal, like it looked like not like a published book, but like a journal. She doesn't know that it's his writing, but she right. Thinks, but at one point she thought it was the magician's, right? Well, writing appears in the book. Yeah. And the, the writing that appeared in the book, she thought was the magician's. But she has always thought that it was Hans's journal. And I don't know that in this moment she would be rational enough to think, oh, but it's not Hans's journal. This okay. belongs to a magician that I just saw last night. Okay. She's just, she's always assumed that it was his and that it was his work that was somehow related to her great tragedy. Okay. Whether so- true or false. So your your thumb, you've been rubbing your thumb with mm-hmm. your finger and just like really kind of pushing into it. Um, and mm-hmm. somehow that pain in the thumb um, makes you more present. It, it, it keeps you out of your head. And so you've been doing that over and over to kind of maintain that presence and, and get away from this vision of uh, the headless Richard back there. You, you open up the book. And uh, you, you, Cully's kind of sobbing in the background, right? Um, there's just, there's nothing you can do for him at this moment. And, and you pull out the book and there's something soothing about the book. And um, as, you, as you kind of lay your thumbs on the edges of the paper, right? The, the pain goes away and, um, and you, you, you open it up and you start writing or you start reading and you don't open to the, the first page necessarily, but the first few pages. And it, it's, it's just soothing to read somebody else's story for a moment, or at least somebody else's thoughts. And uh, as, you're, as you're reading along, um, it, it, it's a little bit abstract, but um, it, it somehow just transports you away. And it says, uh, let's see, it says, um, um, the idea is to give people something else to think about. It's, it's a chance for them to 
move beyond themselves and imagine a world more extraordinary than the one that they're in. And that's what I have to offer them. Is it, is it so unreasonable for me to want the same, to move beyond this world, the one that I know everything that's behind, and to seek something out that will, that will offer me a new perspective, that will make me believe in these other realms? Because that's what I want so badly, what I yearn for, and, and, and I give that to others. So why can't I ask for that for myself? And as you're reading this, you're, you're thinking, oh, right? It's almost like, it's almost like he's in your, your thoughts. Make a power roll as you're, you're kind of getting absorbed in these ideas. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's a failure. It was an 88. Okay. And uh, you're, you're really whisked away and you even start to daydream. And oh. um, you actually kind of lose track of the words. It's one of those things where, you're, you, you know, if you ever had that experience where you're reading something, but your mind just totally goes off in another direction and you come back like five sentences later and you're like, whoa, what? I, I don't know what happened. Uh, what does Joe dream daydream about in that moment? Like, where does her head go, and what is she imagining this other realm to be? Oh, she's imagining another realm. I well, like, like he's talking about, you know, he's talking about like wanting to have this experience of something, or the author's talking about wanting to have this experience that they think that you you know they've earned that they that they should be able to feel the same thing that they're providing for other people what does that make mm-hmm. joe think of where does that take joe that is an interesting question okay so um i guess joe would be imagining a oh Okay, sorry. I'm trying to fill space while I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I'm I'm thinking probably for Joe, it might even have something to do with her family, right? Like, well, that was huge- immediately where I went, but I just thought I worried that that was too predictable. Like imagining a you know a version of her future where her parents hadn't died. Ima- imagining a version of herself today but with them and um, living a normal life and pursuing hobbies and um, being an older version of herself that has a developed relationship with her parents that never got to exist. Yeah. I, I think you could either, I think you could either, I think that's one, one way. I mean, or if you think of another way, but like immediately mm-hmm. that comes to mind or something like we haven't we haven't really talked about the grocery store in too much detail, but right, like some some facet of the grocery store that opens up something. Maybe we'll give. I tell you what, let's give you a second to think about where this daydream takes Joe, and we can cut over to another character for a second. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think Rutherford is the natural one to go to. Yeah. What's going on with Rutherford in the bathroom? Uh, it's this this well Rutherford's. Cornea is is great. So, oh, and you uh, you would have a beverage now. 
and then the, the lemonade, try, you know, to try to get the, his, his senses back and a little bit of sugar into his, his system and, you know, regain his, uh, his senses. Um, Shaking a little. Yep. And then uh, stand up and, and go back into the room and sur- survey this scene. Um, and at this point, um, he's also in, interested in... Uh, with with Richard and he goes over and his eye his eyes closed uh, so he he would be holding it um, with a, a a cloth a washcloth so mm-hmm. a, a moist washcloth o- over his eye and then Rutherford walking. have you have you seen anything like this before look, look at this uh, and Franny's sort of tugging it at one of those um, pieces she's got it there's a I don't know if you'd notice it, but there's a, there's a jar nearby with with a piece mm-hmm. in it. Um, but she's got the tweezers and is holding up one of them and trying to sort of track where it goes. And, and then so Rutherford, using his egghead intelligence, um, first off, realized it's something in, invasive. But he, all along, and, and Rutherford, well, for Franny, all, all along, I've been sensing that Richard just wasn't Richard and the the chemicals they put into his brain uh were causing his, his this this strange phenomenon where he was not acting himself and maybe some sort of amnesia or brainwashing but, but now that there's an absolute something of su- substance attached yeah, this, to it, this this looks like something organic and that that's in his spi- spinal cord and he was perhaps suffering some sort of malady but that makes no sense and so at this um rutherford will use his uh i guess maybe education or intelligence to try to figure out if this piece of foreign matter within the body makes any sense whatsoever or if it's completely illogical that's what he's just kind of figuring out okay you you go ahead and make that role and we should also think about i mean rutherford this is probably your oldest friend right or longest friend um and uh, this is even even though you're trying to focus with your scientific mind, right? You're kind of fluttering back nostalgically to grad school and Absolutely. thinking of thinking of Richard's laughter and the the good jokes he made and how hospitable he always was to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a pretty wrenching moment, um, even though you're trying to buffer it off with your with your science. But uh, how'd you do yeah. on your knowledge or your your well, so, so Rutherford would be with his his he is an incredibly good pal. So he's just the the, the king of compartment compartmentalization. So sure. you know he definitely that that's that's roiling inside, and those compartments are with the visions that were happening in the bathroom. They're they're blurring the lines of the compartments. And the uh, role that is thank goodness a six, not a nine. Okay. So so uh, a normal success. Okay, so uh, you're you're assessing essentially what this uh, again to you you're you're kind of coming to some of the same conclusions that Franny had that you know without probably looking at this in a lab you're not going to be able to make any further extrapolations on it but certainly this is not native matter to the brain or even to the body and then I I say to Franny. I, I can't do it with can, holding this cloth, but to take a a, a, a sample of the b- blood and, and, and seal it so it stays, doesn't dry, and we can test its chemical nature, which you being... Yeah, that, that's an excellent idea. Uh, so I'll try and find another jar, um, you know, 
the smallest one I can find um, that'll seal really well. Uh, try and try and get a sample of blood. Uh, Rutherford, I'm assuming there's holding, plenty around. Right, was Rutherford holding the tweezers at any point? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know. You you were just looking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's holding a cloth with his thine, and mm. right. Had, and then actually, probably you'd probably be holding the magnifying glass, right? While at I hold board? the while I hold the tweezers, so that you could look. Oh, at the material. Oh, when, yeah, at, at the, the material. material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, he and so Rutherford would hold the magnifying glass. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. He, so so you hold the you hold the Rutherford. You hold the <laughs> magnifying glass. Uh, the you kind of get down close. You're you're looking with your one eye, and uh, you look closely. And all of a sudden, you you have this moment where you don't see it, but you feel a body underground decomposing and being absorbed by the soil. There's no way for you to describe this, but it catches you and and you you intuitively know what it is. But it's not a vision of it. You actually almost feel your body being absorbed by the soil and turning oh, in the soil. Oh, in himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, as you're looking at this, oh, and dear. then you snap back too. Um, there's no way to really like articulate this to to Franny though. A referee would just exclaim. He would look into the. Would look up for a moment and kind of lose himself, which he does. He's a bit, you know. Yeah. Like, when he's in deep thought and thinking about heavy thoughts and chemistry and nuclear stuff, but then uh, he would have a little bit of a shudder and just go into the, what an odd, odd, odd sensation and just leave it at that. And, and what sensation is that Rutherford? And then and we'll look at Franny and uh, Rutherford says, and just use the merging, merging with the soil. What, what's what soil? What are you talking about, fellow? This would pique your interest too. And then let let let's let's continue to 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 look at this. And then uh, it kind of drifts off again. And then de- de- decomposing. Uh, Rutherford, can I can I look at that eye again? And then, uh, and then Rutherford would just take the cloth off and then show it to Franny. I'm going to magnifying glass, and I, I want to look in the corners of his eyes to see if there's a a thing like there was in in Richard's eye. Oh, okay. Uh, and th- this one is just really uh, the other one's fine. Mm-hmm. His, his one eye seems fine. Uh, you know what? Make a spot hidden. Shouldn't I? Shouldn't I? Shouldn't assume that. And then, uh, Joe, we're going to get back to you. And, Joe, you're going to close this episode out. Um, All right. That is a regular success. Yeah, regular success. Okay. Uh, so, the you know, the one eye is is pretty pretty good. And it's just clenched. It's almost swelling a little bit. Um, the other one seems to be is bloodshot, uh, but not in kind of a specific location. It's just bloodshot all over, probably from having stuff in it mm-hmm. okay. okay then so. R- rutherford was once uh, there was one other very keen thing he was needed to do and i said franny help me we we need to look through the belongings that uh richard has on him a- at this moment and i and i 
I, whatever he was wearing, like a shirt or if there was a jacket or, or um, uh, his pants and pockets like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Rutherford didn't, you know, would go to where, you know, if he was a, a wallet in the front pocket, back pocket type guy, keys or anything or any curiosities. And, and it's just looking for anything out of the, out of the ordinary that Richard may have been c carrying on him. Okay. Do a spot hidden for that one as well. All right. Spot hidden is pretty good, I think. And we'll, we'll probably, I'm guessing, if you have any luck with this one. Oh, my God. It was almost another 100, but then it went to a 1. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh wow. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> See, Oof. there it is. There's the 1. All right. So, we're going we're gonna to hold that discovery for next week. And because I want to have a little bit of time to get back to Joe. So mm -hmm. we'll figure out what that one means that you find on uh, Richard's corpse. And Joe, let's uh, let's cut over to you. And, and what was this daydream that you ended up okay. having? Before we, but don't forget, you had said something about Bello being interested in Rutherford's comment. And I don't want that to get forgotten because that was really curious to me. So you know, like said, merging, talk about it merging. next time, but I just don't want to forget that. Merging with the earth. Was yep, the big yeah, one. that thing. Mm. Sorry okay. to interrupt. No problem. So uh, in my hometown, we already know that Joe was very curious. And the whole reason that she's in the situation she's in is because she was spying on a random townsperson. And Hans was not the only person that she used to look in on because people in the town did fascinating things. And there was also a woman in town who was an artist and Joe doesn't know much about art, but she, the, the pieces that she painted were just really kind of stark and beautiful. And she painted a lot of flowers, just, just blooms. And she also painted skulls. And Joe actually imagines herself at her current age sitting in this woman's studio where she used to peer through the window and watch her paint. And she's painting a desiccated skull just sitting in the desert, but it is a human skull. Did you visit Georgia O'Keeffe? She's from my hometown. <laughs> so yes. All right. And so I this is gonna be a really kind of visceral daydream for you. Um, where like you can you can almost feel the petals of the painting, right? Like you in some ways you you just you can reach out and you can just in you're you're so far in the daydream it doesn't feel separate from you um and as you're kind of engrossed in this daydream and rutherford's engrossed with this merging with the soil while bello listens in and franny's trying to make uh make sense of the situation and um and then we have cully out on the porch just kind of distraught um, we're gonna we're gonna pull out through the window and uh, kind of scan up above the house and zoom out for our close on this session tonight. 
that was quite an episode. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Until next time, check us out online under thelibrary.com, on Twitter under the LIB. If you'd like to see our faces for some reason, we're on YouTube. Or if you're on YouTube and you want to listen to us instead, we can find us wherever you get your podcasts. So, until next time, for me, for Michael, for Rick, for Joe, sorry, for Emily, and for Wayne, <laughs> for Joe. I'm so into this thing that you were just talking about. Good Lord. Uh, and even for the absent Scott and Chris. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time. Yeah, we're going to whittle that down for you. Don't you worry. All right, let's not ask well on that. That's just a segue to get to this point. Um, Rutherford, not to, I can't underscore, don't want to underscore. Maybe I do want to underscore. Maybe I'll just skip that word because I'm not using it correctly. I just want to highlight the fact. Anyway.